Welcome to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and I want to thank you for joining us. This program will prepare you to do something that many people dream of, designing and building the home of their dreams. The home of your dreams doesn't have to be a multi-million dollar home. It can be the same cost as a home is not the home of your dreams, but keeps you and your family warm and safe and protected. The home of your dreams, though, can be as different from that common experience of buying something that happens to be in the price range that you're looking for in the general neighborhood of where you want to be located. Completely different from that is a home of intention. That's a home that you've taken the time to identify ideally where you'd like to live, and you've taken the time, you've done the research, and you've determined how you would like the home to operate based on the needs of your family. You've considered things like whether or not you want the home to be more energy efficient as opposed to less energy efficient. You've thought about some of the new products and technologies and processes that can make your home uh, more adaptable as individuals in your family's circumstances change. Maybe someone gets injured and they can't really get around as well as they would like. Or maybe you're getting just a little bit further along in years and it's more difficult to get up and down stairs. So you've decided to have the principles of universal design included in your home. So again, uh, a dream home can be something that does not cost more than an, a speculation home where the builder uh, builds something with the intention of selling it or a pre-existing home. But uh, a custom home can be a product that is uh, specifically designed for the needs of your family and for your goals in the future. And one of the advantages of listening to this program is we're going to be able to share with you kind of like the behind the curtains look and feel of what's going on in residential construction so that you can make choices that would not ordinarily be presented to you because of the way the construction industry works. So I work for a company that fabricates custom stainless railing. And I work with hundreds of custom builders and hundreds of architects who specialize in residential design. And the knowledge that they share between each other, along with the product manufacturers, doesn't always um, make its way to the consumer, to the person looking to uh, design a home or, or, or purchase a new home. So one of the things we'll be able to do in this show is give you some behind-the-curtains insight into what can really make your home more comfortable for your family, more valuable moving forward, and more economical to maintain as long as you're there. A couple of examples that um, I wanted to share with you that we'll be covering in, in this programming are topics like why you should choose an architect to design your custom home, how to choose a builder? What should you look for? What are some of the latest and greatest products that can make living in that home more enjoyable for you and your family? Should you include outdoor living spaces? And if so, what are the features of the outdoor living space that will not only provide years of enjoyment for you, but will make your home more valuable if you decide to relocate. What products you can choose to help differentiate your home from your neighbor's home? Again, we're keeping in mind that not all of the information and content on latest and greatest products and processes that are at play in the residential construction industry make it to the purchaser. And that's just because of the way the industry is set up. Uh, builders 
are in business to provide customer satisfaction. But for the most part, the builder's not going to be living in the home that he's building. And so the builder's primary driver is not going to be customer satisfaction. It's going to be profitability for their business. You think about it. If the builder did their utmost to make sure that all of their clients were 100% happy, they could run into some difficult clients, and that could be very, very difficult to, to survive. It's not going to do the builder any good to go out of business because he wound up with clients that he couldn't satisfy. So for the builder, their goal on most of their projects is going to be making their profit, their profitability, number one priority so that they can continue to stay in business and so that they continue to help others uh, design and build their own dream home. And the difference is that if it's not a home you're living in and your primary goal then is to make sure your business does well, you are going to suggest the products and um, uh, uh, accoutrements, I guess I could say, that make the most sense for you, the builder, and for your team. So if a new product comes out that just would make a lot of sense for, uh, say, a, a customer who wants to reduce their monthly energy bill, information on that product may not make it to the uh, homeowner because the builder's team, the people that he relies on to build the homes that he contracts to build, may not be familiar with how to install that new product. And then once the product gets installed, it's just like everything, the first time you do something is probably not going to be the time that you did it the best. Usually you have to do something a few times to dial in the process, to find the little hacks so that you're moving through the, the project more quickly, more efficiently, and you get better results. Well, the same thing is true with building materials. So a new product comes out, a product that might really fit well with your particular needs and your family for your custom home, the, the builder may not tell you about because their team's just not ramped up on it. So one of the things we'll be able to do in this program is share with you what to look for. If you have, just to put this into perspective, if you have two homes priced exactly the same and one home, your cost of heating and cooling each month was $500, $6,000 for the year. But in the other home, it costs exactly the same. Your cost of heating and cooling was $50 a month. That'd be a huge difference. That's what we call high-performance homes versus traditional homes. And so we'll be talking about how to identify a high-performance home. And if you're designing the home for yourself, how to work with your builder so that those architectural components that lead to a home being classified as a high-performance home, how to make sure that those components get included into your project. So again, if I could illustrate it, it would be like you're going to buy a used car, and it's your first car, and you're not really a car expert. So most people know don't go by yourself. Don't go, don't go talk to the car dealer by yourself. Go with a friend or a parent. Someone who understands cars, who can be your advocate. So that's a lot of what we will cover here. We'll be sharing with you best practices in residential design and construction. We'll be sharing with you how to identify the homes that will give you better overall experience in terms of air quality in the home, in terms of cost of maintaining the home, and in terms of just overall visual appearance of the home. We'll transition just a little bit, and I'll give you a couple of examples of why this kind of information is important. And again, over the course of the uh, next few episodes, we'll be drilling down, speaking with architects who primarily do residential design, and we'll be talking also with the builders that they like to work with. So we'll be able to address a lot of the specifics that I've just kind of uh, brushed over there. So when you are looking to kind of establish, okay, how can this behind-the-curtains information really benefit me? 
Well, as I mentioned, a custom home does not have to be the most expensive home in the neighborhood. The difference is just that a custom home has intent behind it. That is, you as the home purchaser, the homeowner, will have spent some time becoming more familiar with the residential design and construction industry, and you will be able to identify some of the elements that you for sure want in your home so that you can communicate that with your design team. So the architect that you choose uh, will have their own ideas of once they talk to you and you share with them what things are important to you, um, they'll have their own ideas of how to bring that to life. And for most homeowners, they're not able to communicate things like what goes on behind the walls. So for example, wiring. Uh, the architect is going to design in some uh, standard uh, uh, wiring specifications, and the builder is going to go along with that. But you may have heard of the term builder's own home. A lot of real estate uh, professionals know that term. What does that mean? That means that this home that's listed on the market is different from most of the other homes listed on the market. So when you're comparing this home, builder's own home, with another home that's similarly priced, the builder's own home will have more value because the builder was living in this property. They went ahead and invested a little bit more into the components that would make the home more enjoyable over time. So if the builder is building a home for someone else, again, their focus is going to be primarily on making sure that their business does well financially on this transaction. That's not the same when the builder is going to live in the home. When the builder is going to live in the home, they're going to use their knowledge of various products that are in the marketplace, various construction processes. They're going to be um, less sensitive to price and more sensitive to building home that they're very comfortable in. Well, by listening to this show, you will be able to have some of that knowledge so that you will be able to specify to the architect and to the builder, I want this. So this lighting that you're recommending, it looks fantastic, but there's some other lighting that I would like to have instead. It's not going to be much more money, and this is going to give me more of what I'm looking for. So I'm just touching the surface here, and you'll understand that more as we move forward. Being equipped with some knowledge of what is in the market, what's new, what the advantages of that product are, how it can impact you, especially as it comes to reducing your ongoing costs of heating and cooling your home. There's some tremendous products that are available now that, uh, again, you got to find a builder who's open to including those new products because they don't always jump on new products when they become available. So your knowledge, your being able to talk about some of these things will motivate them to say, yeah, yeah, we can include that. But again, you can't do that if you don't have the knowledge. So we'll be talking with um, builders, uh, custom home builders who are well-respected in the industry. We'll be talking about residential architects, same exact thing, well-respected in the industry. We'll have them share with you how they do what they do, and some of the things that they'll share with you will give you tools when you're designing your custom home. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Place with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Kids are full of energy, but keeping them active in their teen years can be a challenge. Aim for an hour of physical activity every day. If they like sports, that's a great place to start. Keep the focus on fun, not winning, and encourage your child to do a variety of activities. If your child isn't meeting that 60-minute goal, gradually increase their activity in ways they enjoy. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. 
What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. This is Designing and Building Your Dream Home, and I'm your host, KT. Right before the break, I was mentioning that there's some things that you can do based on knowledge to improve the overall enjoyment of your new home when it's being designed and can make the home actually more valuable should you choose to sell it and move into a different home. And again, not all of the products and construction processes that can help in this area make it to the to the homeowner um, because just it's just the way the construction industry works. Uh, once you get good at a process, and of course building a home is a process, once you get good at the process, in order to become more profitable, you want to refine the process. Refining the process, getting better, more efficient, so that it becomes more profitable, uh, doesn't really fit with always learning how to do something new. Always learning how to do something new slows down efficiency and it affects profitability. So for builders, they're looking to put together a team of subcontractors that they can rely on who are very, very effective and very efficient, cost efficient at whatever part of the building process they're engaged to perform. So new products come, but again, it can take a while for the builder to introduce those new products into their homes simply because they don't want to have their guys learning new stuff, slowing the process down. So oftentimes it does take the homeowner to say, there's something that I really want to have in my home, and that can spur the architect and the uh, custom builder to put together whatever they need to put together to get that product installed in the home. And I'll give you an example. Again, I mentioned to you that uh, I work for a company that does custom stainless railing, and it's a good example of, of how owner education can really give you a better overall product, a better overall home. So if you look at railing, um, let's say outdoor living areas first. So research by the National Association of Home Builders is consistently um, making the point that more than ever before, home buyers are looking for increased outdoor living areas. It's a big growth area in residential construction. So the typical things you find in outdoor living area, number one thing is probably a deck. And the two major components of a deck are the decking material and the railing system. Again, our, the company I work for, we do railing. There are a lot of different materials that are commonly used for deck railing. There's wood, they're composite materials. They're made from recycled carpet, recycled tires. There are a lot of different uh, component railing systems out there. There's aluminum railing, which is the most common metal used in railing systems. And then there's stainless steel. Now, when stainless 
steel railing is on a home, eight times out of ten, it's because there was an architect involved in the design of that home. The reason I say that is because stainless railing requires a metal fabricator to create and then install the railing. And most builders are not set up to do metal fabrication. So when it's left to the builder to make a recommendation to the homeowner on what material should be used for the deck railing, most builders are going to choose a material that's very easy for their team to work with. That's going to be wood, which is the has the lowest entry cost of all the materials that I mentioned. But as you know, wood takes the most maintenance on an ongoing basis. So when you're looking at things like this, you really should consider your overall cost, not just your entry cost. So wood, a tremendous amount of yearly maintenance maintenance is required to keep wood railing looking good, but it is the lowest cost of entry. So the builder might recommend wood railing because it's pretty easy for their team to install it. And, you know, after a year, it's on you. They, they've moved on to other projects. Or they may recommend a composite material, and those materials, some very large uh, decking and railing manufacturers out there, those materials are, are pretty durable. But when it comes to visual impact, no commonly used material can match stainless steel. But again, builders are mostly installing railing. They're not in a hurry to recommend a product that they have to hire another contractor to create and install. So even though stainless steel has got that wow factor, and you think about high-end kitchen appliances, you walk into an a, a appliance showroom and you know they've got all the beautiful refrigerators down the line and all the gas ranges. You know, what's the chances that on the front of a sub-zero refrigerator there's going to be aluminum if there's a metal. It's zero, right? Aluminum is the most popular metal commonly used for deck railing, but it's not the most attractive. It's just affordable and it's very easy for the contractor to work with. Stainless steel, everybody who walks by stainless railing will go, wow, that is gorgeous. So the point is, Knowledge will help you create a better value in the home, your custom home that you're designing and then will be built for you, will help you to create a better value for yourself and a more enjoyable place and a place that really is differentiated from your neighbors because you will have knowledge. You will be able to say to the builder when they're proposing, well, I'm proposing composite material for the decking and then the same company has a composite posts that we can use for the railing, you'll be able to say, what about stainless steel? And you'll be able to hold your own when the builder says, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. You'll be able to say, no, I, I want stainless. I want that look. And then that will make all the difference in the world because you will be able to push for the products that many times are not more expensive. They're equal in expense to whatever the builder is proposing to you. It's just instead of relying on the builder's goals, which is to maximize profitability for their firm, you're saying, no, in this particular situation, this is the product I want, and you'll be able to explain why. And most of the time, the builder's going to say, yeah, I got it. And, and oftentimes, because you will have done your homework, the builder will thank you because they'll say, you know what, I never used that product before. I've used it, I've used it first on your product, on your home, and I've used that product many times since. All my other customers love it. Thank you for sharing that with, with me. And that's the case with um, the product that, again, I represent for a, a custom stainless railing manufacturer. Uh, that happens to us all the time. We educate the homeowners. The homeowners go back to the builders, explain that this is what I want, and the builders get on board. And it's really important, this education, again, that I'm saying we're going to be going through a look behind the curtains, because if you're not experienced, it's very difficult to tell value on a lot of the components that are involved in residential 
uh, construction. So like again with railings, uh, which I'm, I'm most familiar with, if you were to look at our product on a website and you look at another company's product, like an aluminum railing system or a composite material railing system, you might not really be able to tell the difference. You might say, you know, because just think about staying in a vacation rental. Like how many times have you had a friend tell you, man, the place looks so phenomenal on the Internet. And then they get to the location and they're like, oh, my goodness. Right. This is not what we thought we were renting. Well, the same thing is true with many, many products that you're researching on the Internet. So what we'll do is we will give you the tools to be able to identify quality, to be able to make the decision about what types of products and processes you want included in your home so that you can really customize that home for your family's needs and desires. So uh, with that, I'm going to transition a little bit and talk about why it's important to choose an architect. We're, we're just going to touch on this briefly because we'll have a whole uh, session on this a little bit later uh, in the programming uh, cycle. So why choose an architect? There's no secret that in a number of states in the United States, you don't have to have an architect design your custom home. Um, but what we want to talk about is why you should choose to hire an architect anyway. So when we get back from the break, we'll dive into that subject just a little bit. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Norman, your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. Infections like polio, smallpox, and measles used to be as common as coronavirus is today. But now we have life-saving vaccines for those and other diseases. Sadly, too many children still go unvaccinated. Choosing to delay or refuse vaccine puts your child and other children at serious risk. So talk to your child's doctor today about vaccines. And for more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Runners, to your mark, set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. Good hit! Way to go, girls! At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Washington every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back. This is Designing and Building Your Dream Home, and I'm your host, KT. Right before the break, I mentioned to you that there's an advantage to having an architect design your custom home. And I want to just touch on a couple of the uh, those bullet points. We're not going to do a deep dive. We'll do that later in the um, session. But uh, I feel it's worth mentioning because, as I, as I mentioned before the break, uh, a lot of states in the United States do not require that there be an architect involved in the design and build out of a residence. So one of the big pluses of choosing to have an architect design your home is that the architect can be your professional advocate when working with the builder. So in commercial construction, you have your project owner. You might be thinking of like a big a big office building. It'll be the project owner, which is typically a number of uh, investors in a limited liability a corporation. 
And then there is the architectural firm that designed the building. And there's the general contractor who's in charge of the build-out. And there's the uh, subcontractors who do all the specialized work under the um, umbrella of the general contractor. It is not uncommon in commercial construction for the project owner to have their own technical representative that represents them with all those other parties, and especially with the general contractor. And that's because the project owners may not be experts in the construction of a large office building. They may be, but they may not be. And there's a lot of money at stake. And there's a lot of ways for people that are very experienced to not give all that the project owners are anticipating receiving during the build-out. And if you don't really know what you're doing, it'd be very difficult to call out the builder and say, you know, the specification documents call for this. What your subcontractor provided is not that. So I need you to get them back out here to rip out the stuff they put in and put in what the architect called for. That's very difficult to do if you don't know what to look for. So many commercial project owners will hire another construction firm to be their technical liaison with the construction firm that won the bid to build the building. So you think about yourself as a homeowner, if you've ever contracted with anyone to do any work on your home, you know that that can go well or it can go terrible. Why? Because many contractors are just going to think, you know, this is the only project I'm probably ever going to do with you. And right there is the challenge. When a, when a contractor is dealing, let's say you're a drywall contractor, and you are dealing with a couple of uh, home builders, and you're relying on those home builders to keep you well-fed with new projects, you're motivated to keep that relationship strong because they are the potential source of lots of new business for you. So if something goes wrong or something's off or something needs corrected, you're motivated to go back out at your own expense and fix the thing that you didn't get right. It's not the same for a, a lot of contractors when they're dealing with homeowners because they're thinking again, that this is the only project I'm ever going to do with you and I'm not going to do the thing that you're requesting. I'll have to. You don't have to work with me again. I'll have to work with you and they're moving on because there's no vested interest in that long-term relationship. So one of the advantages of having an architect on your team is the architect can act as your technical representative in dealing with the contractor, the custom home builder, who's building out your home for you. So for an example, when it comes to submitting the request uh, for payment, uh, your, your periodic payments from the builder, it's that you could submit to the bank to get paid for the, the work that he just did, the architect will go out and inspect the work that the contractor is asking you to pay for to make sure that the work was done as specified and up to the standard of quality that is expected. So again, without the architect's expertise on your side in a position to call out the builder if one of the subcontractors did not do their part to the level of standard of quality and, and in the way that was uh, uh, prescribed, without having the architect on your side, you have, to, you have to negotiate yourself with the contractor, and that just always doesn't go well. So again, one of the uh, key reasons to have hire an architect to help you when you're designing your custom home is you get an advocate on your side who is intimately familiar with the build process who can assist you in working with the uh, the the custom builder to make sure you're getting what you deserve on your project uh, another point is 
when you're looking for an architect, and we're, again, this show is about designing and building your your dream home. This is a, a residential project. So although uh, an architect who primarily does commercial designs could work with you and design your home, why? Why, why? why not choose someone who specializes in residential architecture as opposed to someone who primarily does commercial uh, design work? It, it, there's no doubt that if you focus, if you're, if you're a specialist, if you're hyper-focused on doing one thing, your ability to perform is going to be greater. You're going to do better work than if you are trying to do many, many things. So rather than asking an architect who primarily is very good at designing commercial structures, rather than asking them to help you to design your dream home, it makes more sense to get an architect on your team who does nothing but custom homes. And there's a couple of resources that will allow you to identify those uh, uh, design professionals in your community. A good resource is the American Institute of Architects in whatever city you're in. There'll, there'll be some local office of the AIA. And uh, within the AIA, there is the Custom Residential Architects Network. That's a network of several thousand architects from all over the United States who uh, specialize in the practice of residential design. So by going to the AIA's website, you're going to wind up finding professionals well-respected in the field of architecture who have uh, years of experience designing custom homes and those, that's just a very good place to look to make a connection with someone who's, when you look at their work, you're on, your, on their website, you're looking at their past projects. When you look at their work, you're like, I love that, I love that, I love that. You go to another one and, you know, it's, it's nice, but that's not me. And you go to another one and same thing. And finally, you're like, ah, I really like the way this firm designs homes. And you make that connection, you reach out and you talk and, and you're on your way. So again, couple things to consider. We'll dial, dive into this subject a little bit more later in the series, but even though having an architect involved in designing your home is not necessarily a requirement in every state, I highly encourage you to put the, the experience, the expertise, and the insight of an architect who specializes in residential design on your payroll when you're designing your custom home. We're going to take a little break, and uh, we'll be right back. Great Animals, a Seattle-based dog rescue organization, matches families with dogs that are the best fit. Dogs that come from overcrowded animal control shelters, from abandonment or neglect. The key to saving Great Animals' success is a trial adoption program, including training and counsel as needed. This way, you know you have the right dog before the adoption is final. Saving Great Animals relies solely on donations, so please visit savinggreatanimals.com org today. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Washington's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! <laughs> Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association and the Washington State Secondary Athletic Administrators Association. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. And I'm your host, KT. Before the break, uh, I was explaining to you some of the reasons why I encourage you when you are designing a custom home to enlist the aid of an architect who specializes in the design of custom homes. And I mentioned that you can get connected with a lot of these people through some of the trade associations, primary one being the AIA, American Institute of Architects. There's about uh, 100,000 architects who are members all over the U.S. And in particular, there's the AIA's Custom Residential Architects Network, which is uh, about 3,000 architects throughout the U.S. who specialize in designing um custom homes. So there you'll be able to find some architects in your area who will be an exceptional a contributor on your team in helping you to design the home of your dreams and helping you to uh, work well with the custom builder. So again, the subjects that I'm covering both why, how to choose your architect and why to choose an architect as well as how to choose your builder and, and and why you should choose which builder. We're going to dive into those subjects a little bit more later in the series, but I've just kind of given you a couple of highlights now. So we talked about the architects, why they're important. Uh, so now let me just mention custom home builders. So I have the privilege of working with uh, thousands of custom home builders throughout the United States as part of the National Association of Home Builders. So I'm on the Executive Council for the um, Custom Home Builders uh, Community, uh, Single Family Home Builders Community, and the Remodelers Council. These are all three uh, committees uh, for the National Association of Home Builders. So one of the things that uh, I have learned in working with home builders is that there is a big difference from builders who you just answer an ad on TV or you just reply to something in the newspaper. Uh, and a builder who is not only doing good work, but they are giving back to the larger community of builders through these trade associations like the National Association of Home Builders. So just kind of explain to you how it works. So in in most major communities, there will be a home builders association. That'll be made up of builders, remodelers, and product manufacturers, all supporting the construction of um, residential uh, housing in the community. The home builders associations all report up to the National Association of Home Builders. There's about uh, 130,000 members, I think, now of the NHB. And the NHB is charged, as is the local home builders associations, with sharing knowledge and best practices amongst its members to help them strengthen and grow their practices. And in that uh, nurturing space, many home builders are able to learn how to not only take good care of their customers, but to take good care of their business. And they do it in a way that that sharing of knowledge that really strengthens our members. And so one of the ways that I would encourage you to look for the custom builder that 
you, you would like to work with in your uh, dream home construction is by reaching out online to those associations and looking for custom builders who will have the little NAHB, National Association of Home Builders, logo somewhere on their website because you know that they subscribe to a very high standard of quality and ethics that's all required to be a member of the NAHB. So you'll get good companies. You also get ones who are uh, appreciate that as a member of NAHB, the work they do reflects on the other members of NAHB. So again, you get kind of a higher level of quality if you're looking for someone who is a member of the National Association of Home Builders. Another way that you will have potential home builders brought to your attention is through your architect. So in whatever industry you're working on, working in, there are probably some suppliers that you have come to depend on. So regardless of what the uh, raw components, material components are that go into your product or service, there's probably several companies that can provide those individual components. Your choice in terms of which of these several companies that make widgets do I want to work with, who's my go-to company, to a large extent is going to depend on the relationship you have with the staff there. So if you're if you are working with someone who always is responsive to your phone calls, understands the needs of your business because they've done their research, they're able to make solid suggestions that help your projects turn out better. If you have a need and you reach out to that supplier and they know that their solution is not the best for you in that situation, they're willing to tell you that. And not only will they tell you, so-and-so, our product is not going to be the best fit for what you need for this project. Not only do they tell you that, they will actually give you recommendations. I'm going to give you a number. Call this company because their product will be a perfect fit for what you're working on. So we would call that a strategic partnership. It's the same in the construction industry. There are many different drywall subcontractors working in a particular market, many different uh, companies that, uh, subcontractors that will do framing, working in a particular market. So what the builders are looking for are partnerships with people that are going to take care of them. As I mentioned earlier, come back and fix things that are wrong. They're going to put the contractor's interests first. The architects are the same way when it comes to the general contractors, the custom builders, they're looking for custom builders that they're comfortable working with because the custom builder is a strategic partner of the architect. They've worked together on a number of projects. The, the custom builder understands how the architect moves a project forward, what things are important to the architect. They're making suggestions because the architect's not on site building anything. So the architect's kind of high level. But the builder is in the trenches. So the builder is going to be making suggestions that help the project better succeed. And a lot of architects try to bring in, they try to work with you to select your builder early in the process because they want to bring in that knowledge from the builder early into the design process so the builder can give real-world feedback on the things that you've identified are important for you to have in the home. They want a real, real world feedback from the uh, builder on the design changes that are necessary. So the second way, so number one is you can do your own research to find a custom home builder that you want to work with, but I encourage you to use the resources like the National Association of Home Builders, that's nahb.org. I encourage you to use those resources to help you to find the custom builder you want to work with. But another way that the builders will be um, introduced to you is from your architect. And that's because the architect will, if they're a successful custom builder, they will have two to three builders that they work with all the time and they're in sync as strategic partners. A lot of the architects will work with other builders if the builder has a solid reputation in the industry. 
Um, but again, that's going to fall to you because you're the homeowner. So if you're saying, look, I identified a builder that I want to work with and um, that that builder meets meets my qualifications, I've done my homework, this is a reputable company, then you're within your rights to mention that to the architect and, and express your thoughts. And if that architect says, I, you know, I, I, I've never worked with them, I don't, I don't want to go in that direction, there's certainly going to be other architects just as qualified who will say, we have no problem working with the builder that you chose. The area that I did not spend any time uh, discussing is design build. And we will talk about that during this series. So design build is where one firm fills the role of both the architect and the builder. And there's arguments that can be made for design build as a strategy to construct your home or separating the architect from the building. And we'll talk more about design build as we move forward. The pros and cons as compared to having a separate architect and a separate builder. So if you missed any part of the uh, uh, program today, um, make sure you go and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get podcasts. And um, we look forward to our very next episode. And uh, we'll see you at the same time a week from now. Again, this is designing and building your dream home. I'm your host, KT. Thanks for joining, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.